Welcome to Decision 2020. Electioning will never be the same. This is the Queen City Improvement Bureau with live election special aired as it happens a few days later. But never mind that. We have with us tonight Paul Deschen, election prediction specialist and improvement analyst. Hello. Hello. We have Jacques Brasseur, election prediction consultant. Hello. So stoked to be here. Very stoked. And Madeline Sheridan, election prediction officer. How about statistician? Yeah, okay, statistician. You just you need to clear yes, this. That's me. That's me. Okay. Oh, sorry. Tonight we record the most momentous election of what might be the week. Certainly, certainly there have been some consequential elections in 2020, but probably this one takes the cake. So we are now uh, just 10 minutes out from polls closing on November 9th, 2020, waiting for the uh, Queen City municipal election results to come in. In years past, election results start coming in really quickly because everything's tabulated by computers, and then they, they break down. The computers break down, and the election <laughs> results stop coming in, and you end up sitting around waiting for election results to come in for hours and hours and hours. Last election, it would have been faster for them to carry the votes to City Hall than to uh, tabulate them by computer. We could be here for another uh, hour, or we could be here for days. We don't know. There's just no way to know. According to all the uh, news that I see on Google here, the main item has been snow removers plowing the way to make sure that the polls open and stay open. So there you go. They don't want to have us snowed in. Heroes, everyone. Well, when I was on my way to vote, I I saw at least half a dozen people stuck in the ditches, just uh, feet caught, some of them lying down, uh, crying out for help, saying they need to get two the polls are back from the polls back home. But I was really busy. I had to vote. I had to exercise my democratic rights. Uh, So hopefully they're okay. Did you vote for them? I mean, you could have just offered to vote for them. I could. Well, yeah. Uh, Well, I got their names and I said, what's your name, sir? And he said, you know, Clive Beatenham. And I said, Clive, I'm going to, you're, you're my write-in ballot. So uh, Clive for mayor. Great. Okay. Is that your uh, prediction? Prob- probably the best option, I think. I, I would say, yeah. He had, uh, I, I thought, you know, in, in the few seconds I had uh, with him, we, we loved a lifetime's worth. He had, he had like a coherent platform. And so I, I thought that's the kind of person I want running this city. So maybe we could go around and uh, get some uh, election thoughts about the actual election. We've got a uh, big election. Mayor Michael Fougere is facing some stiff competition from uh, Sandra Masters, Tony Fiacco, Jerry Flagle, Jim Elliott, and the rest. Jack, yeah. any, any races that stick out for you? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited about, um, about my ward, probably because it's just like the one that I've been paying attention to the most, um, Ward 6. I think, uh, for me, what I think is really interesting there is, um, like, Joel Murray, who is sort of known as, you know, a strong advocate for the RPS and for policing. Um, you know, he's, he's on the board of the police, um, uh, police board in Regina. 
And you have him sort of up against Dan LeBlanc, who is a known activist and lawyer um, who often um, supports those, uh, supports clients who are challenging police. So I, I think that that race is really interesting in terms of, um, I think that maybe people who, um, you know, people who haven't been excited about Joel in the past, um, you know, there's like a, there's a really obvious sort of opposite to him um, running in the ward. Um, which is, I think sometimes, you know, it's sort of nicer to see people who are very different from one another rather than sort of all of the same. I think that it gets people more excited. Um, but I also think um, Ward 9 could be interesting, uh, where you have um, Catherine Gagne, who sort of became uh, infamous, I guess, uh, during the uh, last October, during the Regina Public School Board motion. Uh, fiasco. And then um, I think looking at uh, Jerry Flagle's old uh, ward, uh, Ward 10, where there's no incumbent, I think that that could also be an interesting race. Can I interrupt? Um, we have we have guests zooming in right now. Judith Verisak from the Regina Downtown Business Improvement District. Hey, Judith. Hey. Welcome to, hey, Judith. Welcome to the Queen City Improvement Bureau election night panel with uh, Jack Brasseur, Madeline Sheridan, myself, and Aidan Morgan. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing okay. After we're done filming this, I guess, I got to buzz over to Access to do a quick interview there. So don't know what I'm going to say. I'm waiting with bated breath like everyone else. You're with the Regina Downtown Business Improvement District. What are you hoping to see tonight? Well, I think there's a lot of really good candidates out there that just have maybe different philosophies. But what I've seen as a common thread through a lot of them is that they're placing importance on our city core, um, not just downtown, but um, looking at infill development and um, supporting um, underdeveloped lots and just looking at ways to make our city stronger. So to me, I think that's a win for all of us, really. Obviously, I represent the downtown, but um, downtown is everyone's neighborhood. So whenever I see um, candidates saying that they want to focus on downtown, I am here with um, cheer cheers and um, smiles because uh, that tends to make my life a lot easier as we move along. Do you have any predictions in the mayoral race that you're willing to share, Judith? That one's going to be a real close one to call. I think um, all the candidates um, went hard, and I guess we're going to find out in an hour. I mean, um, I'd be happy to work with any of the candidates that, that make it forward, so we'll see. Some of them went hard. Some of them danced hard. You know, I'm ready to throw down with Dancing Bob, so we'll see how that goes. Well, I believe he's often in the park, so he's not hard to track down. Hey, Madeline, we didn't, we didn't get to oh. you. Uh, do you have anything that you're hoping to see? What ward are you in, and do you, what have you noticed there? I'm in Ward 2, uh, Bob Hawkins, uh, currently the incumbent. Um, now, I haven't really got out much. I have been isolating, but he is the only candidate that has, as far as I can tell, brought any information around to the doors. Um, the only one I think I've been robocalled here. So for me, I thought, oh, it's probably going to be the Hawk again. But then I did read your column, how you mentioned how you thought George Seacliss, um might be able, you know, to make an inroad. So I started looking a little bit, you know, further, just, you know, what I could online. And, um, well, I'm interested in seeing what does happen in this writing. I frankly, I mean, 
you know, uh, while I don't agree with him all the time, I enjoy, you know, Bob Hawkins. And I think that, you know, you have someone there who actually is a critical thinker and, you know, will listen. And unfortunately, he'll also uh, listen to people who want parking. But, um, not, you know, but he has other viewpoints as well. And I'm always concerned about someone whose background is development, more development, and still more development. My major, I have to admit, my major focus in the municipal elections is very often what's going to happen uh, to the people, the, the civil servants who work at City Hall and, you know, in the various areas. Um, whenever I hear something like Sandra Master saying, oh, we can cut 15%. Now, I've worked as a civil servant for uh, about 35 years of my life, all my working life, and this line has been said in one part or another all the way through that, you know, there's always fat to be cut. And if she may think she's well informed, but does she realize, especially here for 15 years, they've been running at a deficit. They've been running with vacancies. They've been running with far too little to do the jobs they wanted to. People keep saying, why don't we have a uh, compost program? Well, guess what? When they're being asked every year to cut 10 or 15% from the budget, that poor compost program is the, is, has been a very convenient thing to keep cutting. That's why we're the last, you know, last place, uh, certainly capital city in Canada that doesn't have one and such. So my concern is to see what's going to happen at City Hall and whether there is, whether they're actually going to be getting some more, um, you know, some more uh, resources to start restaffing and and putting on the uh, services that have been cut or held back. It's a situation that I think a lot of them don't look at. Instead, they just keep thinking, oh, another 15% can go, another 15% can go. And that, that's a, that, as soon as I heard that, that was my biggest red flag. Um, I hear you. And, and the fact that the city has done two core services reviews since 2005, this uh, 15% efficiency hunt does seem to be a bit of a, uh, a redundant thing for, to be asking the city to do. We just got somebody new. Zoom in. Lisa Gibbons from the Warehouse Business Improvement District. Hey, Lisa. Hey, guys. Y'all having a good election night? We are. The best. It's a I, blast. I noticed, so yeah. I, I noticed that you and Judith are all dressed up and I'm here basically <laughs> in my pajamas. Well, you are living our best life. I also noticed that uh, Lisa was kind of dancing uh, there, which suggest like right now, like which suggests to me that she has a particular candidate whom I've alluded to already uh, for mayor, a dancing <laughs> like, candidate. Dancing, like me? Oh, oh. I mean, no. So, Lisa, Warehouse Business Improvement District. Uh, what are you hoping to see tonight uh, with the election results? Uh, you know, I was I was pretty pleased throughout the process that a lot of them mentioned downtown revitalization, which I translate to city center revitalization to include the warehouse district. And a big part of that is reaching our residential goals. So, I, you know, if one of those things can be pulled out and we can actually work on some of that, we'll really create a sustainable city building out the infrastructure in our city center. So I'm excited about that. We'll see what all plays out. It's nice to see nine candidates putting their name forward, of which I think we've got three that are front runners. But I don't know. I don't know who's going to win. I'm like on pins and needles here. This is like elections are my favorite time. So 
I can't wait. Aiden, do you have any predictions for tonight? And what are you seeing uh, out in the city? Oh, by the way, it is now 8.04. We could be getting results at any second now. I'm, I'm checking the, uh, the leaderboard right now. No results yet. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the award that I'm, I'm going to be watching most closely is Ward 4, uh, Lori Bresciani's ward. Uh, who knows what will happen there? <laughs> it's 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 all up for grabs. I mean, and you, you think you know what's going to happen, but you know things could, things could like take a turn. Right, with mail and ballots are counted, you never know what will change. Precise. Once once all the legal ballots, the right. legal ballots are counted, you, it might it might turn out to be in favor of Bresciani um, instead of Bresciani. Um, well, let's move on to another ward, I guess. Is, is what I'm saying. I think uh, the, the thing that I'm seeing this this year, and I think you, you could all agree, is that in previous years, and in fact, for quite some time, we even when there have been, when there has been a slate of mayoral candidates, often the election result was not in real doubt. I mean, I think, you know, we knew when Fiaco was in power that we could tell when Fiaco was going to be reelected. When Fougere took over, we thought, we, we sort of expected Fougere to be in power this time, however, I, I'm not entirely sure. I think uh, Masters and Flagel are both uh, both worthy opponents in their in their own right. Uh, we have, you know, Flagel has some name recognition. Uh, he's very folksy, uh, and there's got to be somebody in the city who who wants an, another stadium or half dozen stadiums. I'm not entirely sure how many he's going for. Um, Masters is uh, is not exactly is not exactly sort of the progressive, you know, alternative to Fougere that some might think is my thinking. Um, but she, and I think, I don't think she would be substantially different from Fougere in some ways, but I think she, uh, she's, she's new. She is new, but I think that she thinks she'll be substantially different. I, th- I think, I think she believes that as well. And, you know, the, the strength of belief can carry you quite, quite a ways in, uh, in politics. Uh, so, so I think, so I think that's the thing. I think, I think we're, it, I think her, I think she presents a real challenge to the incumbent. And I, th- and I think Fougere, uh, it's, it's certainly not a sure thing with Fougere, uh, in the way that I think it was in the last go round. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Me too. Is there, is there a sub poll about how many cats we're going to see behind Aiden or interact with Aiden during this Zoom party? I'd like to take a cat guess oh yeah please do i'm gonna say 13 good guess now that's that's more than the total number of cats that are in this apartment but you don't know you don't know we don't know if you multiply the number of cats you have by the number of lives they have oh nice nice okay then we've got 36 you're listening to the queen city improvement bureau's city election extravaganza on 91.3 fm cjtr tuned into the community I'm going to have to get going. I have to make a quick drive. But before I leave, I was just wondering, do you have any um, thoughts on incumbents who are in trouble? (laughs) Yeah, a big one. (laughs) One really big incumbent who I think is in a lot of trouble. I think Fougere is in a lot of trouble this life. I I think there's a lot of... and there's a lot of discontent in the city. And I, I don't think it's like specifically directed at Fougere. I think it's just discontent, general discontent. Yeah. And, and, I, 
And I think a lot of people who are discontent don't really know whose fault it is. And so they just figure it's Fougere's fault, even if it's not. I'm also concerned about, uh, I think Barb Young is facing, she's normally races. They only have, they have like, you know, an incumbent and like five people to split the vote. Uh, Barb Young is up against one candidate uh, challenger, uh, Cheryl Stadnichuk. So that one, I, that's a toss up. I don't know which way that could go. One thing was there was a little bit of vote um, or ward changing. How we have things like, for instance, uh, in Ward Three that now covers um, part of the uh, North North Central. North, North Central. And uh, so, um, you know, I don't know whether uh, that might play a role in, um, you know, whether, um, you know, vote of Ward 3 or I think actually my Ward, Ward 2, uh, may have also had changes. So you have to, um, you know, that's some of the consideration. Well, thanks. It was so nice to see everyone. Okay. See you shortly, Lisa. (laughs) See you later. Enjoy enjoy the shrimp scampi and the champagne at the Chamber of Commerce Gala tonight. Oh, there should be beef wellington and some uh, lobster drenched in butter so i will have some for you thank you awesome yeah are there any other uh incumbents that people are worried about because i'm wondering about ward five another ward i know nothing about john fendura up against rodney Mm -hmm. francis ron van everdink and cameron wilkes um i've all i know about fendura is i've seen a lot of his science and that's all I know about, about that writing. I don't want to make fun of a guy's name, but I'm going to make fun of his name. <laughs> You're thinking there's a possible alternative career for someone with the name Everdink? I was thinking that, you know, Rodney Francis, two first names. Okay. Your second name is Francis? Seriously? Hey, that, that's my grandfather's name. One of the things, so I, and this is actually something from Ron Van Everdink that, like, from his, his, um, his, just like on the on the city Regina website, in under some of his ideas, he lists. Um, I'd like to revisit the Mosaic Stadium government debt, debt transferring the stadium to a provincial rather than city debt. And I'm thinking, like, who wouldn't want that? Really, like, who isn't like, man, let's revisit that decision. Like, if I had a time machine, <laughs> if I had a time machine, and people were like, Jack, you can go back in time and change one thing. It like it would be a toss up between um, like Donald Trump getting elected the first time or the Mosaic Stadium. Um, I'm obviously kidding. Uh, I would pick the stadium, but um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you may, okay. This is for Rod Francis, right? Reading off his bio that he had posted, he was instrumental in the implementation of the kitchen equipment for the new Mosaic Stadium concessions. So. So. so they're like a... <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay, how about Ward 7, where we have Sharon Bryce up against John Gross, Mike Perizone, uh, who's run before, actually, I'm pretty sure, Shabna Radons, or Radon, sorry, and uh, Tarina Shaw. Any thoughts? Like, I, I, like I'm... Uh, Sharon Bryce is a long, 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 long time counselor. I think she first got in in maybe 2000. 2003 maybe somewhere in there so if she Mm. goes like this is one of the things that we could be losing with this council is the bulk of the institutional memory like if if fougere loses we've lost jerry flagle he's another long-term counselor i think from 2000 uh if sharon bryce is lost o'donnell didn't run again uh then i think that means like counselors young and hawkins will be like the oldest count well like the oldest serving the longest serving (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, I've, um, the you know, in, in my networks, I've seen a lot of folks endorsing Shab- Shobna, Shabna, but, uh, but I don't know how much of that is because she's, she's, I think, uh, in the leadership at the Regina District Labor Council. So um, I don't know if that's maybe where that's coming from and how much of that is, is you know, sort of like, infl- you know, if her support has been inflated because of that or not. But um, I think that that could be interesting. Definitely, you know, as we were talking earlier, um, Paul, about um, about sort of Fougere, people being just like discontent, right? And, and thinking about throwing, you know, about voting Fougere out. I think that people feel that similarly with incumbents, right? Just this idea of like, if we get new blood in, at least it won't be the same. Yep. Um, even if it's not sure. better, it'll be something new. Um, and so I think that that could potentially hurt a lot of incumbents. Yeah. And we've seen this year that um, more than I've seen in most uh, councils, councils voting against what the mayor has spoken about, like, you know, and his vote has often been different from what the rest of the council has uh, said. There's been a lot of pushback in there. So there is definitely this uh, change, you know, like a sea change feeling. So, Lisa, before you have to take off to uh, the uh, panel discussion tonight, um, what is it, what, uh, this panel, who are you going to be there with? What is it, what's it going to look like? Um, Hopkins and Lisa Peters have been hosting different folks throughout the evening. So, essentially, every 15 minutes, they shuffle a new one of us in there to give our hot takes on what's going on and what the impact will be. So, yeah, I think... Tracy Fallman might be on there now. Um, then Judith, myself, they had the home builders on there. I think the YW is on there. Uh, looks like an interesting group of folks. I wish I could see them all, but we're of course not all in at the same time. Right. So it's all going to be like socially distanced and you guys, they're like shuffling you in and then shunting you out of the building kind of thing. Right. Exactly. So exactly. no shrimp. Scampi. No shrimp scampi. Very disappointing. And then you had to say oh. shrimp and I love shrimp and I don't know when I last have had shrimp, but anyway, but I should probably go. I have to bring Judith a poppy. She has lost her poppy in the wind. And oh, of man. course it's not good to be on television without a poppy. So. Okay. Nope. Awesome. Oh, this, this, yeah. This isn't a whole foods where your poppy. Exactly. I really love this conversation and, and I'm very excited to see some um, potentially fresh faces at council. I think it will bring some new energy to the city. So keep watching. Let's see what happens. Well, thanks for tuning in or zooming in with us tonight, Lisa. Have fun. And we'll talk to you guys later. Take care. Bye. Okay. So we still, Oh my gosh, we've got, we've got a result. Oh, no. Oh, We've got numbers coming in. We've got Barbara Young and Cheryl Stadnichuk. Uh, okay. uh, Barbara Young is 20 votes ahead of Cheryl Stadnichuk in Ward 1. Well, look at that. Um, for, for the mayor race, for the mayoral race, though, Sandra we've is, got, is like almost double Fougere. She is whooping Fougere and everybody else. And we've got uh, Jerry in third place right now. So, uh, Sandra at 4,508, and uh, Michael Fougere, 2891, and uh, Jerry Flagel, 695. And uh, you know what? Are, you're a, you know, who, who was it on Ward 2 saying that George Siklis yeah. uh, uh-huh. is sort of like giving Bob a run for his money? Yeah, he's at, he's at 516 right now versus Bob 634. Wow, that's wow. cool. Um, okay. Yeah. And which, uh, I'm, I'm a little curious. 
Yeah. So I'm a little curious about this uh, Ward 7, this person named No Results. Uh, I, I haven't seen their bio or anything anywhere. And I'm starting to wonder about the integrity of, uh, of the Ward 7 race. Whoa, Ward 6. Dan LeBlanc is out ahead right now at 116 votes to Joel Murray's 107. That's well, that's awesome. neck and neck. Awesome. Uh, Ward 9, Catherine Gagne is only 20, 20 votes behind Mancinelli. Uh, which wow. I think I think um, that that could be where we're at all night. Yeah, you know, where they're really close most of the night. So, mm-hmm. and, and when we look at Ward Ten, I think what I had what I had mentioned about um, about the the labor endorsement, I think, is helping Landon because he's almost a hundred votes ahead of anybody else. Yep. Yeah. Um, Lori, you know, Lori Bresciani is still holding strong, though, Aiden. So there's that. Just, just, just you wait. We, it's not over until every vote is counted. Well, I think that we should Willow? maybe just stop vote, stop counting now. You know, <laughs> where's Willow Island? I don't see the Willow Island mayor here. That race. You're right. Scan- yeah, scandalously, uh, Willow Island uh, has been shut out of the uh, of the main of the mainstream uh, election uh, results. The fix is in against the toxic <laughs> yeah. alpha bloom. Wow, this is so exciting. I am so excited. Okay, come on. I haven't been this excited about any election at all, like over the last couple months, so really, really stoked on this. You're listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau's City Election Extravaganza on 91.3 FM CJTR, tuned into the community. So in Ward 8, we have Shannon Zakidniak. This is another uh, no-incumbent ward. Uh, this yeah. was where uh, Councillor O'Donnell had been uh, councillor for a very long time. And Shannon is ahead by not much, like 150 votes kind of thing, over Alex Tkach. Alex Tkach has been a uh, long time involved with the Community Association for Rosemont Mount Royal, I think it is. Yeah. And Shannon, we know from the Enviro Collective. Uh, she's right. well, she, she co-founded, hey? She did. That's true. I think a lot of people thought that Wesley Strelitsky was going to uh, do better than this because he, he had some big signs. I saw some big signs for West. <laughs> well, they've only done 30, about 37.5% there. And let's, but let's talk about the mayor, right? So if we're like, Sandra right now is 4,500 votes compared to Fougere's, you know, to 2,900. And so, and, and that's with almost 40% polls reporting. Like, yeah. what, what's the likelihood that Fougere is going to catch up another 20%? Unlikely. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a math guy, so I, I, I right. I'm not going to call it, but maybe um, Madeline, you're, you're a statistician. You, you can, you're looking at those numbers like us. What do you think? Well, I cannot, unless the very, very different in uh, different uh, districts. I mean, Frankly, it looks good for Sandra Masters right now. I mean, you know, I, you sort of like you'd put the money on her. It's still possible for uh, mm-hmm. Michelle Michael Fougere to catch up and pass her, but you are looking at, okay, you know, so he would have to get, like, he'd almost have to, I think, outvote her in the rest of them close to two to one in order to, to get it. That seems like an unlikely outcome. Mm-hmm. 
And, uh, you know, we've got, you know, we're at 37.5% of the polls reporting only half an hour after they closed. So I anticipate we're going to be seeing the rest of the results pretty soon. Know what I think is really, uh, is really interesting. Um, And this tells us how sort of about like, you know, uh, voter apathy, I guess, in in our city, is that Sandra Masters has more votes uh, than every leading counselor uh, combined. Which I think is really interesting because I know a lot of people who didn't vote for a mayor. Huh. Really? Uh, Did not vote for a mayor. Yeah, well, they, because they just, you know, there wasn't, for them anyways, um, Hmm. uh, an obvious sort of like, you know, something that sets, sets apart. But, but I do find that really interesting. You know, um, if, when I, when I added together all these numbers, we had a three, you know, 3,967 votes um, for all the leading counselors combined. So um, Hmm. I don't know that I think that that's interesting. What might that tell us? Well, I can actually see a lot of people who vote for them for a mayor and not the wards, you know, for them, a lot of the wards mean almost diddly squat. You know, the way a lot of people, I think, look at, uh, you know, it's a shame that more people don't pay attention to municipal politics. Hmm. By the way, has anyone looked at Ward 9? Ward 9 is quite close and very interesting. Uh, yes. That's uh, um, the incumbent. Yeah. yeah. Jason Mancinelli ahead by 20 votes over Catherine Gagne at the moment. And and I do think that that's sort of who, um, who are going to, uh, like, it's going to be between the two of them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think yep. I think it's going to be down to the wire, and this is this is an interesting race for at least for for me personally. Um, I, I quite like Jason Mancinelli. I, I, I've met him several times, and uh, Catherine Gagne. We all know from her experience with the school board and uh, and the and the whole bride thing. Pretty shameful episode. So I'm I'm not in favor of. Kanye getting in so let's hope the voters of uh, ward nine yeah i mean i think i think what i'm interested in and i've seen a lot of the people who um who are sort of pushing forward like you know who are who are promoting um or trying to encourage people in ward nine to vote and i think what i'm what i'm sort of curious about because while mancinelli i think has done a lot of really great stuff on council um he's not necessarily known as a you know as like a far leftist candidate you know um city Mm -hmm. councillor uh, I think he's sort of more center, but um, I wonder how many votes for Mancinelli are actually votes against Gagne. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a good question. It's interesting you mentioned that. I'm also taking a quick peek at the public school board uh, trustee votes too. And I had heard rumors through the grapevine there that there were people who were closer aligned to Gagne's opinions who yeah. were running in the public schools this year and I uh, don't know whether any of them are. Uh, I don't think it up. doesn't really look like those folks are leading right now. And and I what's interesting I think about the public school board um, election is I think people are more interested in it than they normally would be of what happened last October. Um, I, I've noticed in uh, in trustee subdivision three though uh, Adam Hicks is uh, beating the pants off of Evangeline Godron. Uh, and if, I'm wondering if that person is the Evangeline who uh, I know from around town. Uh, I, yeah, I think I think it might be. Yeah. How many other Evangelines can there be? Yeah. Well, certainly Adam. I mean, that's one set of signs that I have noticed everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally irrelevant point. He's another runner in the Gillette Pacers, although he hasn't been out an awful lot lately. So 
kid taught him how to run, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think Adam is also, you know, not only through stuff with the school board, but also through his connections with, um, with like the Albert Park Community Association. And um, Adam's yeah. sort of one of the folks behind Summer Bash. And, and I think that a lot of people know him through there. So I think that that um, could potentially have led to, to his, um, to his uh, you know, 86%, um, you know, his 70% lead over, um, over Evangeline. But uh, yeah, so that, that's interesting. Yeah, um, actually, Summer Bash, that's, that's something we should explore uh, in a future meeting. Just it's a uh, suburban festival that has gone from zero to huge in a really short time. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a huge success story. And you're right, Jack, that uh, Adam Hicks is one of the motivating forces behind that. So yeah, and uh, well, I, I worked with Adam. Um, Adam Summer Bash was behind supporting um, the uh, the Pride driving concert that, that happened at the beginning of September. And uh, yeah, I agree. I think it's so great to see sort of a local organization doing that so, so sorry jack I, I have to i have to interrupt you we've gotten uh, more results in we're up to 60 percent of the polls 24 out of 40 Ooh. reporting sander masters is sitting at 47.22 percent uh, of the vote and, and fougere is down 34.24 i have a feeling that we are almost certainly seeing the new mayor of uh, of regina uh in, in these numbers are, is the decision desk calling it aiden uh, if I'm the decision desk, then ha- having uh, no real facility with numbers, but a voice that's talking <laughs> right now, I'm going to call it for Sandra Masters. Um, Projected decision 2020 win by the QCIB. Amazing. Yeah. Um, look at Ward 1. You're looking at 10 votes. Stadnachuk is, is, is beating oh. Barbara by 10 votes. Ooh, okay, that's cool. I mean, that yeah, is, in the sense oh, of that is fun. There, okay. But, well, one thing we haven't mentioned at all, sorry, is, is Ward 3. Um, I, I think because we've assumed all this time, it's kind of a done deal. Uh, yeah. But Andrew Stevens is leading. He's, he's 70, he has 70% of the vote uh, over Elmarie Shappie. So I, I, let, let's, I think we can call it for, for Andrew Stevens. Man, our guy Ron, though, uh, Ron Van Everdink in Ward 5, our Ooh. shot at getting rid of Mosaic Stadium is out the window, unfortunately. Oh, so Van Everdeen. Um, <laughs> that's that's a really big bummer for me. But uh, <laughs> there Dan LeBlanc is uh, is up ahead of Joel though by about a hundred hundred and so votes, almost okay. two hundred votes. So that okay. that that's exciting. Like that. I mean, if Dan, I think if Dan takes that seat in Ward Six, you're looking at a total flip of that candidate or of that of uh-huh. that speech, right in terms of perspectives yeah. particularly around policing yeah. let's check out ward nine again just out of curiosity oh, i just did ward 10 landon oh. mole landon mole has 24 percent of the vote and oh, is wow. in the lead over adam anderson oh there goes the a's top of the list one <laughs> so much for that top of alphabet theory <laughs> I'm just looking at Ward 7 right now, Sharon Bryce's ward. Tarina Shaw is out ahead by about 17 votes over Sharon Bryce. This Oof. is one I did not see coming. I, uh, uh, around had uh, much stronger social media presence, looked to have a really good ground game. Tarina Shaw looked like she was working really hard, but I knew nothing about her and I'd heard nothing about her. And she's, well, she's giving the incumbent 
a really strong right. run. And actually, I was looking at the bio for the uh, the other candidate right above Mike Parison, John Gross, uh, and uh, his uh, his areas of concern. Uh, two of them involve uh, drug houses. Uh, I th- I one, think, one is I mean, about uh, policing them better, and the other yes. one is about holding landlords accountable for them. Oh, and, and, oh. Like, so not not safe consumption sites. Yeah, no. but at the same time, like, like, and and, and I, I agree, Madeline, sort of with your point there around like when we when we're talking about you know um, how to support uh, folks navigating drug addiction and drug use, you know, obviously there's sort of some obvious answers there around some safe injection sites or even like out managed alcohol programs or, or managed drug programs. I think that there is a big problem in in our city with landlords who own a bunch of properties that they're just not looking after um and there does come a point where those spaces like i'm like if you're just if you just have an empty building like why wouldn't you help turn that into affordable housing so that folks who yeah i think that that is a big problem um but i do think that 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 was an important or or one piece of conversation um, in in some of the in some of the nomination or in some of the candidate races, I know with the mayor um, with the mayor position, like Sandra um, was asked a lot about um, about sort of how she aims to support folks living with addictions, and her her answers tended to mostly be around police, which I found a little bit uh, frustrating. But I think I definitely think that that is one of the election issues that that can that that voters were looking at. Certainly, uh, one of the things with the new people who are going, are, uh, you know, going in. I mean, you know, it's you know, will they walk the talk? It'll be interesting to see where that goes. Yeah, uh, definitely, Madeline. I remember, you know, I know at the beginning uh, when we first started chatting, you were talking about. Um, I think you know one of Sandra's biggest campaign promises was like 15 you know finding 15 percent in efficiencies and and i know people challenged her a lot on it and said like you're talking about jobs and she kept arguing that it's not about the budget when she says 15 percent of the of efficiency she's not talking about the budget and mm-hmm. um it, you know and and she would sort of argue it as like there's like you know ways that we can streamline things or xyz but i do i do wonder um, you know, as, if she's elected, which it sort of seems like she will be, um, are people going to sort of hold her feet to that, to that fire, right? And say, you said 15% uh, efficiencies, what are you doing about that? And is she going to get pressured to be cutting that budget? Oh, two things. Uh, first of all, Eric Bell on Twitter suggests that if the media doesn't refer to Sandra Masters as the Fouge heir, well, it's a lost <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> Uh, that's true, yes. Oh, no. I can't make fun of Fougere's hair for the next four years. What am I going to do? can't make fun of Sandra's hair either, because that oh. would be sexist. So No, but yeah, and her, and her hair is long and luxurious. I mean, it's fine. I can't, mm-hmm. you know, that would be, that would be just terrible. Um, it, would be, it would be a baseless mockery, as well as being sexist. Yeah, I, well, I guess, I guess I'll have to find, I guess I will have to find comedy elsewhere. So I just want to check in very quickly by before we go on on Ward Four. Okay, okay. I think I think we have our answer for Ward. I'm calling it. I, I'm calling Ward Four for Lori Bresciani. Okay, I'll uh, I'll tweet that out. Please do. I think it's important that everybody has that knowledge. Just so just so everybody listening knows, though, like Aiden called Ward Four before anybody else. 
Precisely. Um, and uh, and I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm staking my job as like an improvement analyst for the city of Regina on it. Um, Jim so, Elliott's fifth in the mayoral race. Oh, yes. You know, that's, uh, that's actually, you know, I would have put him there. Uh, I mean, frankly, you know, Darren Bradley, Mitchell House, George Woldridge, and oh no, Deaf Dancing Bob Pierce is coming in last. I mean, th- those are not, they're not serious candidates. Um, and I, I wouldn't say that Jim is, I mean, I, I wouldn't ever bet on Jim to win, but I think he is, uh, you know, is he's got a progressive platform and he believes very strongly in uh, in what, you know, in that platform. So, yeah, uh, having him fifth sounds like exactly right for this race. Oh, oh, we got more. We got more. What? Oh, okay. Okay. 77.5%. Yeah, right. yeah, right, we do. Okay, we're still about the same. Yeah. yeah. I think it's time to declare Sandra Masters. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. out. The food. Hey. Oh, no. Take a look at public school divisions, subdivision one. Yeah. Oh, Ted, Ted, Ted Gilletta, is he pulling out in front? He's, he's taking out the lead on that one. Let's yeah. hope so. Okay, Bob oh. Hawkins' lead is getting a little bit stronger, but George Siklius is really, really strong. Yeah. Okay. I mean, George, I've seen a lot of his signs up. Um, I, think, I think he ran a pretty, um, a pretty strong campaign. Cheryl, Cheryl Stadnachuk has a, a, a bigger lead on Barbara Young now with 67 votes. Okay. Still close, um, but still yeah. Close. Sharon Bryce, though, in Ward 7 is coming up, though, close to Tarina now. Oh and, I mean, with only, you know, with, with less than 20 vote difference, like, you know, Bryce could take that in the last, in the last polling Whoa. statement getting reported. Um, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. I am, I am a, What's it take to go to recount? What's what's a recount? hundred votes or fifty or twenty? I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, the last time I remember there being like a mandatory recount, it was when um, Tina Beaudry Malore ran, and she lost to, you know, the guy was on council for one term. I can't remember his name. He was basically a non-entity. He was, uh, and I like I think about that. Uh, you know, the alternate universe there where if Tina Beaudry Malore had gotten on council, she never would have become an MLA. Yeah, her life could have been very different. Oh, I don't and know. And would have had Alina Young. Yeah. 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 I'm taking a look at Ward 9 right now. Mm-hmm. Mancinelli has, um, uh, I think he's extended his lead over Catherine Gagne. Yeah. Yep. Good, yeah. good, good. This is... A- I think I think we're probably on track to see that uh, see that lead remain. I don't think we're getting any big twists and turns. Um, I mean, we've only got what twenty twenty two point five percent. Well, there could be there could be a few upsets. I think Ward Seven is is the most for me. This is the most exciting one. It's the it's the most nail biting race. Oh, I'm I'm pretty excited by Ward One as well. I mean, uh, Cheryl Stadnachuk is pulling away, but. Uh... That's still a tiny lead, and that would be a big, big change at council. Yeah, as a reporter, who are the ones that are like too quiet to or give lousy quotes, you know, and too quiet to hear, <laughs> and all of that? I mean, you know, who, who are those people? 
You know, Mancinelli is literally the most, uh, he's like the quietest guy on council. He's frequently, even with the mics in Henry Baker Hall, you can't hear what Mancinelli is saying. He's the only time I've ever heard, um, you know, the mayor asks somebody to speak up. It was Mancinelli. And I don't even think that he's especially quiet. I think that there's like, uh, his voice is so low. He's got such a, you know, a bass voice that uh, the mics don't pick it up. And that's just, you know, a side note. I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of dollars were put into the audio system at Henry Baker Hall, but it's garbage. It is (laughs) absolute garbage. Uh, For years, you would have like, if two people had their mics on and they were too close, you would get like wild feedback. And And I think that's part of why they have to keep the volumes down so low because you get like just really wicked feedback. Somebody really screwed up in Henry Baker. When the gallery gets full, it is really hard to even hear people like Hawkins. Well, the people who can actually project their voice. And so, wasted money, that audio system. You're listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau's City Election Extravaganza on 91.3 FM CJTR, tuned into the community. Uh, I also want to mention, uh, looking at the mayoral race, that uh, Darren Bradley, uh, instead of getting uh, the second place he was hoping for, has actually lost his grip on sixth place. Uh, and oh. Mitchell House has pulled out in front. Oh, Mitchell C. Oh. He's, he's slipping away. And I would like to know, of the 90 people who have uh, voted for uh, deaf dancing Bob Pierce, did they watch his video of him dancing in the graveyard in a speedo and think that's the guy who should run our city. 90 people presumably thought that. Have you guys talked about Ward 8 recently? Not recently. Not okay. recently. Because I just wanted to like uh, delve into Ward 8 a little bit. Uh, Shannon's a kidneyac. Um, have become friends with Shannon uh, since she's appeared on our show. So I've heard about how hard she's worked to try and win this ward. Uh, but my feeling going into it was that uh, you have no incumbent, you have uh, a bunch of white dudes, and you have a woman running. The white dudes are just going to like completely cancel each other out. And <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think that's what you're seeing, where you have Alex Tkach at 529, Reed Hill at 459, Wesley Streletsky at 286, and Carl Humphreys at 117. They're all bringing in like four... Uh, a municipal election, those are, you know, good numbers, but they are like completely splitting uh, the non-Zakidniak vote um, very evenly amongst themselves. So that so, just, when I think about the idea of just white men just canceling each other out, that is really how I think we could make the world a better place. Cancel yeah, culture that- you could get behind. Yes, that is, that is a cancel culture I can get with. So and also what you're saying, Paul, is that while Shannon Zakidniak has only gotten 37% of the overall vote so far, she has gotten 100% of the Zakidniak vote. Yes, she's yeah. pulling down the Zakidniak vote very strongly tonight. She should run for like just as like for the Zakidniak party. Or just to be Ed Zakidniak. Ed Zakidniak. I think, yeah, of, of Clan Zakidniak. Yeah. Um, I do think, though, and we had talked about this at the beginning about um, how many incumbents would get unseated um, in, yeah. in, in the municipal election this year. 
Um, and so, you know, we're really just looking at, you know, Bob, Andrew, well, I guess, I don't, like, I don't know, with, uh, do we hmm. anticipate that anybody else will get unseated or, um, well, I guess it's about half, half, uh, half of the, the incumbents are going to be remaining, it looks like. Yeah, look, it looks like Findura has got, I, I don't think Findura is going to be unseated. I mean, he's got 50 to 42% uh, lead over Cameron Wilkes. I think that, I think he's going to carry that through. I think Bob. Uh, barring anything. Yeah. You I think, think Bob so. has it? Yeah, I do. Yeah. He's up by what, 200 votes? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, 8%, eight uh, which is, I, I think, I think a pretty strong number going like now that we're into the last you know quarter of the of, of the polls reporting mm-hmm. so yeah so we've got so we'll have um have bob andrew john fendora and uh, perhaps jason mancinelli so but, i mean we could have pretty but i mean we could have pretty substantial turnover in the council and with a different mayor so we may see something quite different uh and I, we've still got that progressive block with andrew uh, and often I find Mancinelli votes uh, along Andrew's lines, so we have some of those. Well, and then and then um, we, you know, if if Stadnichuk and and Dan and Zakidniak um, also take take their lead, you know, keep their lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there will be a, a strong progressive blocking. Oh, definitely. And I mean, when we're talking about you know renewable cities, uh, I mean Shannon Zakidniak would be all over that because she's you know very interested in you know, renewable energy and, uh, and progressive causes. Uh, so I think we're going to see a, a fascinatingly different and maybe maybe quite divided, but certainly strong progressive uh, council. We can hope. I mean, uh, we're showing our political stripes here, but that's, that's what I hope. Yeah. Six months out from this municipal election, before we knew about Sandra Masters uh, and some of the other races, I thought, you know, this is going to be a completely nothing uh, council race and mayoral race because everybody's Uh passion seemed to be in the school board race. Like everybody I knew was talking about school board. They weren't talking about council and there was so much organizing going on for that. Um, Yeah. I think the other thing was that people were uh, talking about election fatigue and the possibility of a low turnout or, you know, or no real interest in any change. Because we've had the provincial, you know, we've had all the provincial election stuff. We've had the U.S. election, you know. So, and I think people were thinking that nobody would bother showing up uh, for the Regina election. Uh, but if from the numbers I'm seeing, I don't know what the turnout is like for percentage of the population. But, I mean, the with, you know, with Masters and with some of the new candidates, I think we've seen a degree of electoral interest that surprises me and heartens me to some extent. Yeah. Uh, I, I like I like to see some democracy happening, and that appears to be happening in front of us. Yeah, totally. <laughs> new numbers. New numbers are up. Oh, woo. new numbers. Yep. We've got eighty-seven percent. Yep. Okay, so when we were at seventy-seven percent, the Lancaster Tavern was noting that there were eight thousand four hundred sixty-nine votes remaining to be counted. Sandra Masters had a three thousand five hundred ninety-eight vote lead, and that Mayor Fougere would need to get seventy-one percent of the remaining votes. Um, and I'm just very pleased that uh, the Lancaster Tavern is uh, crunching such uh, precise numbers for this election. Yeah, Prince, uh, much appreciated. Thank you, Lancaster yes. Tavern. Well, 
We're we're now at ninety two point five percent of polls reporting. I think I don't think we're going to see any changes in the results. So should no. we uh, should we share the contents of our envelopes? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Okay. So here's my here are my predictions. So for uh, for mayor, I had Sandra Masters. Yeah, me too. Madeline yeah. as well. Yep. Aiden, mm-hmm. I think you, I think you predicted Sandra Masters about a month ago. Yep. You know, I was at Sandra Masters' launch party. I got an invite to it. Get Ooh. out. Yeah, I got an invite to it, and I remember, um, I remember just like being impressed with like how well put together it was. Like, I was yes. just immediately like, "You're gonna do well because this campaign is already run really effectively," and yep. it was mostly women running her campaign. And immediately, I was like, "You're gonna win." Um, but I remember one of the journalists, uh, one of the journalists asked her a question, like during the scrum, asked her a question about reconciliation, um, and indigenous communities. And I remember her response partly, I was like, okay, how performant, you know, like, is this virtue signaling or is this real? But, um, she sort of said something along the lines of, you know, um, I don't know what that looks like. I am not an indigenous person. I would, you know, value the input. Um, and I think it would just be important to listen to indigenous voices um, and make a decision based on that. Um, and I remember sort of thinking, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. Um, and, uh, but yeah, no, her, her launch party was great. And at this point, I accidentally hit the stop record button and so the rest of our discussion has been lost. My apologies. In case you're wondering, the rest of my predictions were In Ward 1, I thought Barb Young would win. In Ward 2, I predicted George Siklis would beat Bob Hawkins. In Ward 3, Andrew Stevens would hold his seat, while in Ward 5, I predicted John Fendura would win. Joel Murray would hold Ward 6, Shabna Radons would win Ward 7, Shannon Zakidniak would win Ward 8, while Catherine Gagné would win Ward 9, and, and Adam Anderson would take Ward 10. The final results in Regina's 2020 municipal election were quite different. Sandra Masters did become our new mayor. Cheryl Stadnachuk won Ward 1. Bob Hawkins held Ward 2. Andrew Stevens held Ward 3. Laurie Brashani was acclaimed in Ward 4. John Fendura held Ward 5. Dan LeBlanc won Ward 6. Tarina Shaw won Ward 7. Shannon Zakidniak won Ward 8. Jason Mansnelli held Ward 9. While Landon Mole won Ward 10. That's your new city council, Regina. And I only guessed four out of 11 correctly and scored the worst of anybody on the show. Our thanks to Jack Brasseur and Madeline Sheridan for being our expert panel on election night. And thanks also to Judith Verisak from the Regina Downtown Business Improvement District and Lisa Gibbons from the Warehouse Business Improvement District for dropping in for a visit. That's it for the Queen City Improvement Bureau's Election Spectacular. Coming up on CJTR, it's the Nerdcore Cabaret, followed by the cockpit. Thanks for listening, and keep on improving, Regina.